Welcome to Malachi's Message Toxic Mold Sex Story Series, co-hosted by the co-founders of Malachi's Message, Emily Michelle and Elizabeth Kirk. Here we will be interviewing and hearing from people who have been through mold. We hope that this helps others feel not alone, not crazy, and that it gives them the strength, hope, and resources that they need to continue on in their journey. And welcome to Malachi's Message Toxic Mold Sex Stories videos. I'm Elizabeth Kripe, co founder and executive director of Malachi's Message. Co hosting today is Emily Rochelle, co founder and board chair of Malachi's Message. Today, we get the unique privilege of talking to Shannon Martin. She is the host of Toxic Podcast, and she is also the owner of Be Well and Green. Shannon, thank you so much for coming on today and talking with us. Thank you so much for having me. Um, Shannon, thank you so much for coming on. You and I chatted a little bit before this, and um, I just, I love your story and I love everything that you're doing. But before you share your story, can you kind of tell us a little bit about what your life was like before mold? Yeah, um, before before we discovered mold, I was a stay-at-home mom. My, I had one child, like in kindergarten, we'll say, and um, one in preschool. And so I was just really just juggling the two schedules going back and forth. Um, I actually had just started going back to school as well, because my, my goal was once my youngest is in big kid school with her big brother, um, then I can start going back to work. But I knew I didn't want to go back to work for someone else. And I had really um, kind of taken a passion towards toxins and um, just health in general. And I had my own gut health issues in my 20s. And um, that was kind of my my starting point. And I knew that once they both were in regular school, that I would just take that time and um, and pursue like my own career in health. Uh, yeah, so just juggling two kids and, and, and going to school while they were in class. So that's what I was doing before. Were your kids fairly like normal with their health and running around and just being kids at that time? Oh, yeah, absolutely. We're very active as, you know, four and I think six-ish year olds are. Um, they, My son loved going to school and, you know, having his little play dates and the two of them very rambunctious and, you know, destroying my house on a regular basis. <laughs> Uh, building forts with every single pillow and cushion that you possibly could find. Um, yeah, they're very, very active, very much so. Mm-hmm. Can you, so, um, as we, sorry, as we talked to Shannon today, um, something she clarified with us before is that she's still very much on this journey, yes. which we think is really, really um, unfortunate. But we think it's very cool that you're willing to share that with people simply because so many people that I know, Emily, especially in her line of work, has talked to, they are still very much on the journey. They haven't resolved it. They're not at the end of it. And so what you're going to bring and how you're walking through it and the fact that you're still doing something about it. Thank you so much, because I really think that's going to help a lot of people not feel alone and not feel like there is no hope and not feel, well, hopefully feel a little bit, a little bit less crazy since we all as you know, feel like we're going a little bit crazy when we're in the moldy environment. Right. But when did you first start to notice that there might be something going on? Um, well, to be honest, I was a little, I guess, naive. Um, my 
you know, they, you guys know, and, and maybe anyone listening to has probably heard the term, the, the canary in the coal mine, um, which I really wasn't aware of until this whole experience has taken place. Um, but now I know my son is the canary in the coal mine. Um, he in, in his kinder, no, first in kindergarten, right around Christmas time, he started clearing his throat all the time. Um, and so, uh, his, one of his aunts is actually a doctor and thought maybe he was dairy, like had a lactose intolerance of sorts. And, you know, he did eat a lot of yogurt and loved his milkshakes and everything. So I thought, well, you know, maybe, maybe he is, does have a, a dairy intolerance of sorts. And he has like severe pollen allergies, um, or his eyes, I mean, to the point, like he can't they're just so watery and red and itchy. And he's always like pushing his nose up, trying to like wipe the the drip coming out and everything. Um, And that kind of started about that time. And then come February, I would notice that he was always stretching his arms out whenever he was doing his homework or in the car on the way to school, he's just constantly stretching out like where his elbows are and like his stretching his fingers. And I started noticing that. And I thought that was kind of, you know, odd because it was new. Um, but all this time I just thought like, well, he gets some kids just have allergies. Some people just have allergies. So, you know, some people are lactose and I mean, they're all like common things that you hear about. Um, and and, and even like in preschool, he wasn't like a, a great sleeper. It would take him, I would say the year before kindergarten started, it would take him like two hours to fall asleep. And we go to bed at a decent hour, we do nighttime stories, like a whole routine that's like 30 minutes long. So it wasn't like we were like running around doing cartwheels in the house and TV and music on, you know what I mean? Like we'd have a set time and we would be in bed by eight o'clock and we do our whole like story reading and snuggles and, and everything. And it would still take him to like 11 o'clock to fall asleep. Um, so then in June or J- July rather of just after kindergarten was over one day we were just sitting at the table drawing and I noticed that he had um he had a tick like he would move his neck in his mouth in a in a way that I mean he didn't have anything in his mouth at all you know we were just drawing um and so and it started happening like every like few minutes or every down to like every 30 seconds practically I was just watching it was just like out of the blue and so we went to um and didn't really bring it to his attention at first because you always hear like you bring something to somebody's attention that they're just going to be more aware and do it more. Um, so just kind of just, just observing. And so we ended up going to the pediatrician um, and he did, I told him everything that had happened, not about like, I wasn't making the connection yet with like the joint pains and the uh, dairy stuff. I wasn't clearing the throat. I wasn't making any of those connections at that point in time. I was just concerned like why all of a sudden does he have ticks? And um so he did a, uh, a strep test because he told me, and I didn't know about this then, but and, and a lot of times you don't know about something until you're in it, right? Like you just don't hear. If you happen to hear a story from somebody, they're like, oh, okay, that rings a bell. So he did a strep test because he said that some, uh, more often in boys, um, they can have uh, the pandas, uh, pediatric associated strep, I, I, mean, I can't think of it right now, neurological disorder, strep. I know I got that all wrong right now, but that's because I'm like, my brain is crazy. Um, so, so they did, the, they did the strep test anyway, and he did have strep throat. 
And so then they said, well, we need to go to the neurologist. They'll check some other stuff, blah, 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 to see what's going on. But so when they did all this blood work, of course, it all comes back fine. He's fine. There's nothing. And the neurologist is just like, well, you know, that just happens to some kids more often than boys. And he'll probably grow out of it. Um, if it's not bothering him, don't worry about it. But if you want to give him this and he like prescribed ADHD medicine, then this will take care of it. <laughs> no, that's, that's not really our problem. I'm not going to just give him ADHD medicine. It's, it's actually not bothering him. It's just different and new and why is this happening? And that's not going to solve our problem. And, um, because I had been going to, um, nutrition school and I was just all into, you know, the books and the documentaries and all these things. And I remembered seeing like something to do with mold. And then I remembered like, you know, sometimes our bathroom area shower doesn't like, it gets really like steamy in there fast. And it's just like, you can't open the windows. And I thought, maybe, I don't know. I, you know, I don't know. So I started seeking out, um, functional medicine doctors in my, in my area, and, um, and found one luckily, cause I know some people go years and years and years before they find their answers. Um, but I found one, so the tick started in July and by the end of October, we had our appointment with the functional medicine doctor. And I'm not even kidding. The first question she asked me was, do you have any water damage at your house? And I was like, as a matter of fact, yeah, I, I think we have. And, you know, she just asked the question right away and it just blew my mind. Because here, um, you know, we have ticks, which is clearly like something neurologically going on. I go to a neurologist and he looked at him for like not even five minutes and pretty much said, yeah, here's some ADHD medicine, like no further questions, no nothing. And just, you know, giving me the hope of, well, he might grow out of it. If it doesn't bother him, no big deal. And it just blew my mind that they didn't address anything or ask me any questions. And the first question out of this woman's mouth, based on our health history that I had filled out, her first question was, is there water damage in your house? You know, and, um, and luckily that started our path for just knowing exactly. So we immediately had someone coming out to test the house. We immediately ordered urine um, samples, a mycotoxin urine sample to see if there was any uh, mycotoxins in, in his body. And that's how we started our journey on figuring it out. And then the more that I learned, I realized, oh, the stretching from his arms and his fingers that is mold related. Oh, the reason he's not been able to sleep is because the mold is like affecting his natural melatonin. Oh, he's clearing his throat because that was a tick actually way back when and has nothing to do with dairy. So um, yeah, it's, it's been a journey. And then, then I started recognizing other things that other people were doing in the house that was actually related that was just being passed off as it's just, I guess that's just the way they are. You know what I mean? Like myself, um, I, like I said, I've always had kind of had been prone to gut issues and I eat pretty well. So it wasn't like the, the foods that I was eating was maybe causing it. Um, and I had cleared that up before and it was coming back. Um, I started waking up, which I've never been a headache person. I've always had very easy menstrual cycles. Those are kind of changing. My hair was like, I'm like pulling out hair all the time. Um, well, not like pulling out, but like when you take a shower, you know what I mean? Like when you're rinsing out the shampoo or the conditioner, it like clumps, like stuck in my fingers, um, waking up with headaches, like every day, um, just being beyond forgetful. Um, and I think the worst part about that is that a lot of people just say mom brain 
And I had two little ones at home and I was juggling all the stuff and going to school and not really maybe retaining everything right away. You know what I mean? Like what I just read, I'd have to reread. Um, Even making a simple recipe, um, having to literally read the ingredients after I just read them. I would only read two or three ingredients at a time. You should be able to remember two and three ingredients at a time. And I do the one and I'm like, oh crap, what was the other one? And I literally have to go back and look again. you know, things like that is when I started to notice like, oh, those are, those were my, my, my symptoms and issues that I was having. Um, and then like my daughter, she's not so much having the same issues that I was having or my son was having, but she was more like temper related where like really not able to keep her cool. Um, and I know like we had discussed earlier, like sometimes kids, you know, they have their own little meltdowns. They're still trying to figure out their feelings, but it was like next to the next level of what she wasn't ever doing before. It was like a whole new behavior. And it's like the, the seemingly like insignificant thing. And all of a sudden it's a huge, huge, big deal. Um, yeah. And I remember even she went through a little spell. This is really sad. Um, or she would be like, I don't even want a family anymore. <laughs> She's like, six, like what six-year-old says that, you know? And like, I knew that wasn't, that's not, that's not normal. That's not like her normal temperament. She's very outgoing and lively. And for her to say that over something that was just like, she couldn't find, I don't know, a toy or whatever and blame it on somebody. And then like, I don't want a family anymore. or write it on the wall. And just like, so yeah, hers was more temper. Um, temperament. Everybody has a little something different. So you just never know. And I think that's the thing too, is that you just don't, can't really pinpoint it, you know, sometimes. Um, and if someone doesn't ask you the right questions on where to find the your root problem, then you could literally go on for life and not even know that that's what your issue is. And I do remember this, um, this really unfortunate story can't remember her name, Dr. Margaret, something you guys probably know who she is. I attended a mold summit like two years ago. Um, and she told a story how her and her family, I think in Texas, actually, um, where they didn't know they were living in a moldy house for like eight years. And because you can't necessarily see it or smell it, you know, and one of her children um, never really recovered. And he ended up being like in a psych ward and um, cause they just thought that he had like bipolar and schizophrenia or whatever, but it was the mold really that caused his brain to, to come to that point. Um, so yeah. when it comes to just the psychiatric side that mold can do to somebody, um, I know firsthand cause I was hallucinating and I was going absolutely crazy and we've had so many people also have their children, just before they found out it was mold admitted to a psychiatric ward. And then they find out that they were all exposed to mold. And unfortunately some kiddos don't recover, you know, completely, but um, some do. And those parents went and yanked their kids out of that ward and started getting them tested and detoxed. And yeah, ours, our clients kiddos recovered, but that is very important that I know which one in Margaret Christensen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's, that's, yeah, it's, it's so tough too, you know? So, um, you're still in it though, Shannon. Yeah. Yeah. We're still in it because, 
Um, as I've been sharing, and I know that I, I spoke with you on it too, not everybody is really trustworthy. And that's the hard part because whether you're hiring somebody who is trustworthy or not, you still got to pay for it. Um, and it's hard to decipher unless you know what to kind of look for, I guess, when they come. And so if you're lucky enough to come across like different pages like yours, where, you know, you can get the education on what to look for, um, you're just trusting whoever comes in your house because they do for a living, it seems, you know? Um, and so unfortunately I have been burned a few times. I've since learned my lesson and now working towards hiring the correct people to come resolve our problem. Um, but yeah, in the beginning I had, um, well, first, first we made the, the, the rookie mistake of let's just do it ourselves. You know what I mean? Let's just, 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 demo it ourselves and whatever. That was the first mistake. So anyone who's watching this, don't do that. Do not <laughs> take care of your own mold unless it's like maybe this big only and you know that's all it is. Like just don't touch it. Hire somebody to come out and do it for you and do it right. Um that was our first mistake. And then we had um we had somebody come out and uh they told me that, well, the selling point for me was that they were using natural products, which I wanted to be extra sure. Cause I don't know how I, at the point, at point, I didn't know how sensitive anybody was to chemicals and everything in the house. Um, and then they were supposed to come out and retest like a week or two later. And then if they did, if it was still present, then they were going to continue to rectify the problem and get it right. You know, well, they came and they remediated, they said, and then the next day I messaged because I had questions and concerns because I had went over all my concerns before they even did anything. And they, he responded and just said, well, we'll address that when I come out for the retest. Well, they never came back out for the retest. Um, so after a few months went by, I decided to order my own uh, hurts me test. And um, that's the one that does the five, the five molds and the, uh, it came back just pretty much as high as my first ERMI test that I had done before um, hiring this company to come out and clean my house um, and remediate. So they didn't do anything. They didn't do anything. Yeah. And then I recently shared how I had hired another um, mold inspector because while I have the the hurts me test because we demoed, here's the problem. We, we did our own demo initially, like you're not supposed to do. Um, and who knows how we spread it throughout the house, right? Because I know we didn't bag everything properly and whatever. I I, mean, I don't know how much we, worse we made the situation. Um, so I knew I needed an inspector to come and find out exactly where the mold is so I can hire a mediation company and like do it properly. I have my Hertz me test and my Ermi test, which is wonderful because it shows me the, the severity of the levels, but I still don't know exactly where it is. You know what I mean? I don't know if it's in my HVAC system for sure. I don't know if it's in another room now. And I, mean, I don't know. I just know it's there. And um, so this one inspector came out and I literally, I should have just fired him on the spot because I knew better at this point. At this point, I already knew better. He came out. He literally just walked through my house. I've got a one-story home. He couldn't go in the crawl space because he had a bum knee. Like he came by himself. If you know you have a bum knee, then you better bring a partner that can get underneath my house. 
Um, he didn't go in the attic. He literally just flashed a light on the areas I told him that my, I think might be a problem. Um, and then he went in his car and got some pool algae and dumped out some of it, poured in some extra water and told me just to spray that in my, um, my vents and buy some new filters and that'd be okay. He this charged is, you for that? Uh, yeah. Yeah, this is did. the problem. This is the problem yeah. in other states that have zero regulations. Yeah. Anybody can just be like, I'm a mold inspector today. You know, throw oh. some beer on it. That'll take care of it yeah. and you'll be good. Yeah. You know, there's no rules, laws, regulations. There's no education. There's, there's, you know, no protocols set up. Yeah, there's nothing in yeah. Shannon states. And it's so unfortunate because just like Shannon got taken advantage of, I mean, I don't even want to think about everybody I else. Mean, you don't, you don't want to live and learn by like literally going through it and learning. It's better to learn from, you know, people like you guys, you know, um, providing information that you need to know. So that way you have all your checklists and questions. So you can almost like, you have to interview these companies truly. Yep. I mean, unless you are lucky enough to live in a state where they do have the rules and regulations, but if they don't, um, you, you do, you need to have those checkpoints and questions to ask. And one thing that I've learned is it too, is if somebody comes to your house and they're not taking any precautions for themselves, then they certainly are not going to take any precautions for you and your family in your house because they don't even care about themselves. So if they're not doing that, then that's kind of, that's a red flag to me, <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, since you are still in it, um, can you talk about, cause one thing that is so unique and unusual about you is that you started a podcast in I order did. to help other people. I did. Um, I've just really become super passionate about sharing the information on toxins, um, in general with a high flashlight on the mold. Um, because I really feel that there are so many people that are, that have health issues or, you know, something going on that's causing them their body discomfort or, you know, depression or whatever. Cause there's so many, there's just so many aspects that mold can kind of do. And I feel like that's one of the main root causes between the mold, heavy metals, parasites, your environment, all of that. And nobody really looks at the air quality and that their house it possibly is what is like the root cause of why they feel like crap all the time. Um, and I just feel like there needs to be more awareness on that. And so while I'm still going through it and I've learned quite a few lessons along the way, um, I just really want to share that more um, on a, I guess, I hate, no, I hate to say they were like layman's terms, but kind of, because sometimes when you listen to all like the doctors and everything, it kind of goes over your head sometimes. And when you're hearing more of um, just like stories, like, like we're doing um, and then speaking to other people that are in that industry that are helping in ways to detox. Um, I just think that, and I also too, like I'm in the world of health and toxins. And so I see a lot of that information, but there are so many people that I still come across that don't make the connection like at all, no matter how many times you say it. And so just like the advertisements on the TV for whatever they're trying to sell you, you have to have it on repeat for people to make the connection. Like, even if it's like the 30th time they've heard it or, you know, so I just really want to get that message out about environmental toxins, taking really into consideration, you know, the, the air in your house, 
the products that you're putting on your body, what you're eating and all these things, because anybody who is suffering from a chronic illness of sorts, that's not typically medication that's going to help you. It's your lifestyle and really making changes in and around you. That's going to help improve your health. Um, so that's really, and I want to get the message out to never stop asking questions. Like if you're not feeling well or haven't, you know, you've got gut issues or itchy skin, I mean, whatever the case is, something that's been going on for a while for you to consider it being like a chronic issue. Um, you really do need to take a look at your environment and your food and to always ask, always ask, okay, when did this start happening? Where, you know, where am I? Is it just only in certain areas? And then you kind of pinpoint, like if your problem is, products or food, or if it's your house, your workspace or whatever it is, you got to really be your own little health detective and not give your own intuition on your wellness to somebody else. Because if you go to the doctor, oftentimes, and like certain doctors have their place in time for sure, for sure. But um, for for chronic issues, they're not really going to be spending the time with you to ask you the questions to really investigate so you got to do that yourself um, and just really take ownership of, of your health and wearing that detective hat. You have to you really do. I love that. Absolutely love that. And to know it's okay to ask those questions. I remember feeling very timid the first few times. I didn't think what my doctor was saying was right about my daughter, but mm-hmm. still having like this mom shame somehow that's ingrained in all of us. Like, no, the doctor's saying it. So it must be right. So for someone like you to come along and advocate for that and say, no, but it's also okay to ask questions. Like yes. we need to be doing that. That is so important. Definitely ask questions. And like, like they tell you, and you know, when you're little, no question is stupid. They're, like they're all good questions. Every question is good. And if somebody tells you, something, but you're not completely sold on what they're telling you, or you still feel like it's something else. You need to trust that because we all innately have intuition and we so freely give it to other people to tell us what to do or to tell us what is right. Um, But you know, like, you know, with your own body and you know, with your kids, like, you know, what is normal and what is not and what's out of character and things like that. So trust yourself. Intuition. Yes. Intuition is literally that God-given gift for us all. And, um, you know, one thing that, you know, when you go to the doctor, like you mentioned, just for yourself or your kiddo, you know, people want to listen to the doctor, but they're not taking into account that there's other people sick too. And so I just encourage that if you're not just the only one that's sick in your house, but somebody else is, then you need to make that connection that y'all both are living in the same home and get Mm -hmm. that environment checked because it could be just that your home, the indoor quality causing all of you guys or whomever, you know, to be sick in your home. Absolutely. Shannon, can you tell us a little bit about be well and green? Yeah, absolutely. I'd love to. Um, I started Be Well and Green um, originally because I wanted to focus on gut health. Uh, that's where I was doing my nutrition school uh, a few years back. Um, and since all of this has taken place, like I'm really taking a hold on environmental toxins and mold. Um, I like to use, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the hair tissue mineral analysis test. 
Mm-hmm. But what I love about that is that because your your minerals and heavy metals that you have in your body actually deposit into your hair. And so with this, it can show exactly which um, minerals you may be excessive in or have a deficiency in, um, as well as show whatever heavy metals may be present Um So just like mold, like heavy metals can cause issues and they're kind of like a opportunist, you know, and so many people are eating the sad diet, which is that standard American diet of processed food, um, depleted in the the minerals that we need for our bodies to function. Um, And so your body is going to essentially seek out whatever mineral is present. So, you know, we're showering in and drinking water that has lead and there's mercury in our, I mean, God sakes, there's like a lawsuit I think going on right now for um, elevated levels of heavy metals in baby food. Um, and then in, in numerous places that we're just being exposed to them. And so um, that's in affecting our health as well. So if you're lucky enough and that you're not in a multi environment, but you're still experiencing um you know, whether it's insomnia, depression, or gut issues or whatever, um, there could be heavy metals at play or mineral deficiencies. And so I truly believe that if you are um, minimizing your toxic exposure and giving your body what it actually needs, then then you will heal. Your body will heal. It, want, it wants to, to do well. It wants to heal. So if you give it the right stuff, um, then, then you can heal and be better. So I really like to focus on that one because it does... Uh, help people with eliminating any toxic load that they have in addition to simultaneously um, replenishing the minerals that they need. So, yeah. That is such a great test to do. Mm -hmm. That is such a great test to do, especially for people that are going through mold because mold loves to deplete you of, you know, nutrients. So knowing which ones you're depleted of and restoring them will give you, usually um, you'll see a huge increase in how you feel. In your health. Right. Yeah. And then if your body is in balance, the minerals, it's better able to handle the environmental toxins that you can't avoid, like you, that you can't avoid or can't control. Cause you can control what's in your house, you control what you put in your body and on your body. But once you walk out that door, you can't control that. But as long as you have all the nutrients and nourishment that you need, then your body is better able to, to detox that on its own. And um, just like it's designed to do. So it's just when it gets overloaded, that it can't do it. So, yeah. Well, where can people go to find you? Uh, I can, they can find me. I have my website, which is bewellandgreen.com. Um, they can find me on Spotify and Apple for the toxic podcast, which is kind of cutesy spelling T O X S I C K. And then I'm also on Instagram as toxic underscore podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much again for coming on and just sharing with us. This has been this is so fantastic. Much. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. I enjoy your page so much on Instagram. You are very informative and educated or you give a lot of good education. So thank you for all that you're doing and you're continuing to do to help spread awareness and everybody go check out Shannon's page um, and her podcast. Thank you.